Chocolate. What's poppin', man? It's Audio Al, and you're listening to Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix right here on YouTube, Spotify, or any of your favorite streaming apps. It is October 1st, 2022, Saturday morning, 8 a.m., podcast number 111. Josh, it's already October, but hello, everybody, and a welcome to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix podcast. I am one of your lovely hostesses, the Garlic Johnson. We are joined, as always, by our other lovely hostess, the Joshua Mitchell. Josh, say hi to the folks out there. Hi, folks. Oh, that, was be- that was beautiful. Nice little morning, uh, raspy morning voice out of Josh there. Uh, we got the, you know, we got the Discord. We got the anchor.fm slash hoodpod slash message. Segment start times. Thank you, Levi Oki. You guys get it by now. I mean, we're not really pulling new fans. Do I really need to go through this every week? Who knows? But um, how you doing, Josh? How are you, Gar? Oh, I'm saying I'm doing good. Uh, there's a chance I was going to have to go into work this morning. It's like end of our fiscal year, and so there was a, like some extra work to do, but um, my boss was like, uh, actually, I can do all that stuff, and I'll do it because I'm a masochist. So I was like, I mean, I can't, I'm not going to manage my own boss, so if you if you got a boss, you go for it. So I might have had to be into work at 6 a.m. this morning, but instead, here I am, so... Yeah, I mean, you did mention he has seven kids, so maybe he's not a masochist. Maybe he's just smart. <laughs> he got out of the house very intentionally. Yeah. See you, dear. Uh, you have you enjoy the kids. Uh, definitely not going into this work for overtime that I don't need because I'm a salary and I don't even get it. So see you, bye. Be back at you know tomorrow for the Vikes game. <coughs> Who knows? Uh, but yeah, no. Other than that, uh, it's a beautiful Saturday morning. Uh, like it's already isn't it crazy? It's already October. Yeah. No, it's 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 already October, and, and as we know, it's Kirktober for oh, Minnesota. So. Kirktober starts tomorrow, baby. Do you, do you so see, have you seen the stats? Last time he was at London, pal. So I'm, I'm I'm hunkering down. Yeah, have you seen the stats about the last few games against backups? It's going to be the unstoppable force Josh, versus are you the dying? <laughs> uh, no connection issues. What are you, little Miss Steinhoff? Just a little laryngitis. Yeah, yeah. No. It was the uh, it was like the mini cinnamon French toast. Uh, just a little bit of syrup got caught back there and got a little bit stuck. So I'm delicious. Good. Okay, so I just want to make sure. Uh, but all right, you're doing good. I'm doing good. It's October. Let's get into it, Josh. We got the start sit here. Um, how how did we do last week? Obviously, Al coming in the chat early this morning. Al woke up and chose violence. How did we do last week? Uh, we went three out of five. So we still, you know, more than more than half um 60 percent. that's but, a solid d but our overall point differential was uh negative 8.4 uh, mostly because of the devonta smith jacoby myers but if we were to uh have known that jacoby myers was out uh we would have been three out of three out of four plus 22.5 just omitting that one so it's like that that was a big swing there for that one but in the overalls i did keep it with a three out of five so we're still nine and a half out of 15 with a 40 point uh positive swing so, Al, I didn't manipulate the numbers that much. Just want to let you know that any idiot that would have started a guy who's out deserves to lose 30.9 points. Um, <laughs> but going into this, um, this week, I went up with the backup starters. So guys coming in mid or during the season, uh, replacing their original quarterbacks. And we've got Cooper Rush versus Washington or Jimmy G versus the Rams. 
Oh, we got Walters too. Everyone's up this morning. Well, Eric's it's like 4 p.m. for him, but everyone else. Shout out to Al and Walters. Um, but all right, you said Jimmy G or Cooper Rush. Uh, Josh, I always pull up their stats here, so we'll check the tail of the tape. Obviously, this is you know this is a bit topical for me because in Brad's guillotine league, I had Jamie's as my quarterback in which case i have to change my team name again because i literally just changed my team name to dr winningston i presume um but now i'm gonna have to go change my team name again because i cut winston so damn it but anyways so there's not a lot of uh, quarterbacks available is the point and i picked up cooper rush of all people he has um you know the two weeks he started he has 13.6 fantasy points and 12.4 fantasy points 31 attempts in both of them 19 or 21 completions for you know a little over 200 yards and one tud the guy's doing absolutely zero rushing um so he's very consistently like low teens for his jimmy garopp uh when he came in to spell <coughs> when he came in to spell um trey lance in seattle he got 16.66 fancy points um that was what 13 for 154 and a tud and then a rushing tud as well whereas last week versus denver which denver is a very stingy defense he only got 8.44 18 completions for a 211 a tud and a pick um so i mean it's tough i think you know jimmy grapple is going to be playing a tougher defense with um the rams as well whereas cooper rush is playing one of the um you know worst defenses in the league with the washington commies i picked up cooper rush it's obvious that i was going to pick cooper rush so i don't know if you just picked this one as a slam dunk for me but maybe you have an argument for jimmy g uh no i i don't i i have cooper rush and butt sweat and beers and he's going up against some scrub that's three and oh so i'm gonna go ahead and lock in cooper rush alongside you i think his minimum is fifty thousand. I mean, okay, so let's let's. I mean, since you're not even, you got eliminated from Brad's guillotine. So you went. So you do Cooper Cush. What about Justin Fields, Davis Mills, Jacoby Brissett, Andy Dalton, Brian Hoyer? Any of those guys over Cooper Rush? You think I'm making a mistake? Uh no, I think Cooper Rush is fine, especially just because of the matchup. And then uh, next week, when somebody gets eliminated, if you snag their quarterback, as long as they're better than you know, Jameis, you'll be fine. All right. Well, we'll see if I get my uh, let's see if my neck is sore by you know tomorrow after Cooper Cush lets me down. But I think Cooper Cush is the right call. So um, that's who we're doing in this little start sit table, and that's who I'm starting in Brad's guillotine league. We'll fucking see what happens next one, Josh. You have on the do not draft list. I'm not sure. Well, I don't know what you're doing here. You got to relax. But um, I'm not sure anyone would have not drafted Gibson. Certainly, Miles Sanders has been on my do not draft list for multiple years. But we have you know Antonio Gibson going against Dallas. We just talked about that game a second go and then we have miles Sand- the undefeated miles sanders going against the undefeated jacksonville jaguars um <laughs> yes walters um so yeah i mean we have antonio gibson or miles sanders josh i'll let you go first this time what are you thinking here for the running backs that maybe are doing a little bit better than people thought um or maybe not yeah the reason it's the do not draft list is because antonio gibson if you watch the tales of the tape he's he's a fumble machine and he had gotten taken over by brian robinson before he hired a hitman to shoot him um, so Jesus. that's why he was on do not draft lists. Obviously after the injury to Brian Robinson, probably added to some draft list, did not make mine. Um, that being said, um, Gibson at Dallas for Sanders versus Jacks. I think that, uh, I think Gibson is going to have more opportunity than Sanders, but, um, <laughs> but, um, Jacksonville and Dallas's defense are pretty stingy. Um, uh, that being said, I think that uh, Sanders has a little bit more opportunity for um, no Gibson has more opportunity uh, just because say, there's three running backs that kind of uh, rotate through the 
Philadelphia offense. So um, plus their quarterback, which is like a fourth running back. So um, I, I would go Gibson at Dallas. But if you have a strong argument for uh, Mr. Um, Miles himself, uh, feel free to lay it on me. I mean, Bulletproof Bry, what a great nickname. Shout out to Al in the chat. That, was, that one fucking got me. Um, I mean, again, this one feels like a slam dunk. But if you look at the snap percentages, they're actually going down for Antonio Gibson. Of course, Brian Robinson can't come back this week. Um, but he went from 64 week one, 54 week two, only 44% of the snaps um, week three for Antonio Gibson. Miles Sanders is actually going up 52, 53, and then 59%. I mean, I do think the Jacksonville defense is probably better than the Dallas defense. At least that's how they've played through the first three weeks. So, I mean, I'm pretty on the fence either way between Miles Sanders or Antonio Gibson. I guess I can go Antonio Gibson just for the pod. But Miles Sanders is actually, um, you know, his opportunities are there. And his opportunities are actually increasing where it seems like Antonio Gibson's are decreasing. So, for the longer term, Antonio Gibson is going to continue to go down. Miles Sanders is going to continue to go up. For this week, though, I'll take Gibson. Are you sure? Because after you read those numbers, I would go Sanders. Oh, my God, Josh. All right, let's go Sanders then. Okay. Mild take. I mean, at this point, yeah. I mean, they're they're 3-0, and baby. Um, so then we got the sneaky wide receivers, guys that you probably um, that were drafted, but probably drafted after where they they were um, where they should have been. Um, Christian Kirk at Philly versus Sutton at Las Vegas. Yeah, so all right, we got Christian Kirk here. Um, you know, he has been the number one. He got he secured the bag going to Jacksonville this offseason. Um, he had 12 targets, six targets, and nine targets, respectively, the first three weeks. Six receptions for all of them, though. 117 yards, 78 yards, and 72 yards. Um, two touchdowns in week two, one touchdown in week three. Um, he's had double digit fancy points every week. It hasn't eclipsed 20, but it's between 10 and 20 consistently, depending on whether or not you do PPR. Cortland Sutton has had four receptions seven receptions and eight receptions on seven 11 and 10 targets um but he hasn't he hasn't gotten in the end zone yet this year so i mean if you put a couple touchdowns on Cortland sutton's name they're pretty much exactly the same receiver um i think Cortland sutton has the safer floor um just because Ooh, actually i don't i mean uh, Christian Kirk is going to be covered by Darius Slay. All right, he's playing the Eagles this week. We saw what happened to Justin Jefferson, assuming that the Eagles respect Christian Kirk enough to have him blanketed by Darius Slay all night. Whereas Cortland Sutton is playing the fucking Raiders. Can you name a single corner on the Raiders? I would go Sutton. Of course, I can see Christian Kirk seems to be the better fantasy asset. He's wide receiver number six in standard, wide receiver number eight in PPR. Um, but the Eagles defense is the real deal. So I'm, I'm saying Sutton. That's that's where I was leaning, just because of the the Eagles defense. So yeah, I'm 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 okay with smashing Sutton in there. Um, and Walters, yeah, you better get to basketball practice. Probably should have been there an hour early, bud. Um, <laughs> oh, no, wrap your Achilles. Um, so yeah, I think Sutton is the uh, the go-to play there, um, just because of that matchup. Um, and who knows if this is the week that Las Vegas turns their offense around and Darren Waller figures out how to not eat popcorn before the game. Um. Then, then it's this a could delicious be a snack. It's low cal. I mean, what do you want from the guy? Well, it's not low cal when he puts that much butter on it. <laughs> well, it's a risk you have to take for delicious taste, Josh. You want to understand? Right, you skinny has- bitches want to understand. Okay. Please, I'm a popcorn concierge. I don't even know what that word <laughs> means. I just know it's big. <laughs> um. 
Next one is more of a uh, daily fantasy take. We do one of those kind of every once in a while. You're stupid. Um, this, this is the tightest of ends. So we've got Kelsey at Tampa Bay or Andrews versus Buffalo. Um, Car, like connoisseur was the word you were looking for. <laughs> yeah, concierge. That's what I said. Uh, so, Gar, who do you have as the tightest of ends this week? Kelsey or Andrews? All right. I mean, just I mean, anyone who's been paying attention fantasy there, you know, popping off the page. Mark Andrews has been dominating this year. Week one, he started a little slow. Seven targets, five receptions for only 52 yards. Week two, 11 for nine and 104 and a tud. Week three, 13 targets, eight receptions, 89 yards and two tuds. I mean, he he only seems to be getting better here. More targets, more touchdowns. Travis Kelsey. I mean, he's um, he's been pretty consistent. Nine, seven, and eight targets for eight receptions, five receptions on four receptions um 121 51 or 58 yards a couple tuds in week one and or one in week one one in week three i mean mark andrews for sure seems to be the better play right now they are playing the buffalo defense which has a really beat up secondary um and then cincinnati or yeah cincinnati is or not cincinnati jesus kansas city is playing tampa bay um i mean travis kelsey i think should eat just fine but mark andrews has to be the the you know must start tight end one for the foreseeable future until he lets people down mandrews ooh, see i'll put in the chat mandrews better kelsey do that's a common misconception with all these gambling addicts which i'm included but there's actually no such thing as actually being due so i'm saying mark andrews for sure yeah i think that's that's the route i would go to plus who knows how the weather's going to be in tampa bay uh just with hurricane ian um so <laughs> Um, so I would go Andrews. Um, yeah, Al, uh, you you should go back to your meetings, um, for GA, but, uh, um, Kelsey, I mean, Kelsey is a stud. Obviously, like I said, this is for the daily fantasy. You can't go wrong with either one. If you have one of them on your roster, or both of them on your roster somehow, if you had to turn and you're like, I'm going to go two tight ends. Um, but yeah, I would go Andrews in this else. one just because of, um, just because of how he's been playing lately. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think Andrews is a must start until further notice. It, like even in daily fantasy, it seems like you gotta you gotta pay you gotta pay the premium for him. Um, all right, the last one, the last one for us, Josh. Then we got a couple in the chat. Gangsters Anonymous. Um, the last one in our table. Then we got a couple in the chat. You p- marked this one as the trash heap. Um, we've got Travis Etienne at Philly, J.K. Dobbins versus Buffalo, Traylon Burks at Indy, or George Kittle versus the Los Angeles Rams. Josh, what are you thinking here? Um, I'm, I, you know, it's trash heap for a reason. I'm not, I mean, Burks is probably the most like upside on this one that I see. Um, he's going up against a stingier defense and he has Ryan Tannehill as his quarterback. So it's more of a run heavy offense. Um, I'm not sure what his stats look like. Um, I do know that, you know, we already talked about the Philly game, the Philly defense being stingy. ETN is more of a pass catcher out of the backfield. Uh, there's a stat that came out that there's like, um, of the 51 snaps that, um, Jacksonville's been down this season. ETN has outsnapped James Robinson like twenty nine to six. Um, so that that's something to keep in mind, especially if Philly does come out swinging. Um, Jacksonville's never been out. down. Okay. Yeah, fifty one snaps. I just said it. Um, but Dobbins has been injured, um, and then he's got a stingy defense. Um, Kittle, he's been injured, um, going up against a hard defense as well. Um, Kittle had a tough week last week when he came back. Um, so I don't know. Um, I really don't have any preference in these guys. If I could pick a fifth option, I would, but um, these were the four that were listed. Um, I guess if I had to go gun to my head, I'm going to go with uh, um, 
the guy with the most upside for a passing league, um, which in this case might be ETN just because of the shootout that they might be in. All right, well, I do have their stats pulled up here, Josh, so let's get ready to go to school. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. But even you talk about ETN being the, you know, the out of the backfield, he only has two receptions, three receptions, and three receptions in his three weeks, whereas he has four rushing attempts, nine rushing attempts, and then 13 rushing attempts. His snap percentage has gone down, I guess, on average. 51 in week one, 37 in week two, and then 43 in week three. Of course, you th- everyone thinks Philly's going to dominate this game just because Philly has beat up three really bad teams this year um but so i mean you know etn has not like you know has doesn't have gaudy reception numbers has no more than three in any single game also had a fumble week one jk dobbins i think i mean i like him this year but definitely not playing him against that buffalo defense no chance so dobbins is out for me Traylon burks he has five targets six targets and two targets for three receptions four receptions and one reception um so one reception against las vegas that's pretty rough um but they're playing indy this week i don't know maybe there's upside there like you said George Kittle first game back last week 91% snap percentage five targets four receptions um, but those four receptions were only for 28 yards maybe Kittle and Jimmy G get back into their groove Um, I mean so I guess I don't know the biggest home run swing is maybe Traylon Burks Travis Etienne probably has the biggest floor I think George Kittle has the most upside so I guess I would lean Kittle out of these four but uh, I guess I don't care either yeah. Um, I mean, if you want to go that route, we can. Um, if you feel like they're going to get back on track, like you said, it was his first game back. Um, he had the targets, obviously. Um, Jimmy G loves him. So, um, so oh, Kittle is safer, but Burks has more upside, according to Walters. So I think it's safe to say Kittle's eliminated. Um, the ETN, then? But, uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I'd go Kittle or ETN. Doesn't matter. Ooh, Al and, coming in with some trends. Kittle historically does well against the Rams. There you go. They're playing the All right, we can lock week. in Kittle. We can lock in Kittle. I'm fine with All right. that. All right, then there's a couple from the chat here because we have some lovely fans. Eric's hit us first with the Mike Williams or Allen Robinson. You want to talk about Mike Williams having the more traditional upside, but Allen Robinson being quote-unquote do, Josh. What do we think? Uh, Mike Williams. Keenan Allen isn't playing, I don't think. so. And if he is, he's he's hobbled. Uh, so I would go with Mike Michael W. It sounds like Herbert's ribs are kind of on the up and up so it's not going to be as uh um uh struggly as last week um if that's a word um so struggly. i would i would lock them in you die? I, I, I would go with mike williams i mean yeah mike williams had six receptions or not six receptions he had six targets last week but only one reception so that's tough one reception for 15 yards it was for a touchdown so still an okay fantasy day um whereas alan robinson obviously we all watched week one he had five targets the last two weeks um four receptions week two two receptions week three um they're playing san fran i guess i would still i'd say you have to go mike williams as well it's just my opinion um but i understand alan robinson is in theory due the next one al gave us was demont the smith or jamoki myers obviously a joke jacob did i say jamoki myers oh my god he also said okay real one for my team damian pierce romeo dobbs devonta smith or kareem hunt Josh, you have uh, you have some conflicts of interest here. Dobbs, wide receiver one, <laughs> guaranteed twenty five. You don't. I mean, the the Chargers have looked really, really bad. You don't want Damian Pierce against the Chargers. Can you combine them? Can you play Damian Dobbs? 
I mean, um, Damian Pierce had 16 fantasy points last week. Romeo Dubs, I mean, if you have PPR, he had more, but he only had 13 points if you were in standard scoring. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess um, either one of those two guys is going to be a tough call. Um, I guess if you want to go with kind of the volume piece, I would go with um, Damian Pierce. I mean, Devonta Smith had 12 targets last week, Josh. What do you mean? Well, yeah, but he spelled his name wrong when he sent it out, so I'm just going (laughs) to ignore that. Um, Plus, they're going up against Jags. Um, So, um, no, I I like Damian Pierce um, just because he's going to – I mean, he showed that he can be a a good guy out of the backfield. He got, what I don't know how many carries, 16, is that what you said? No, 16 points, but he he led the team in carries. He had 20 attempts for 80 yards and a touch. Down. Yeah, and so I think he looks solid, um, and so I would go. I would go Pierce. I think that they're going to try and feed him the ball, um, and so and Dobbs has a little bit more upside when it comes to big play potential. But uh, New England Patriots defense is pretty solid against the pass. So um, Pierce, it is for me. I guess Devonte Smith, you can make an argument for, um, but like like I said, the Jacksonville defense. I think it's ranked number one at this point. Yeah, I mean, obviously they were playing the Washington defense last week when he got his 12 targets, 8 receptions, 169 yards, and a tud. I mean, I guess I don't see a reason to not ride the hot hand with Devonta Smith. That'd be my play. Um, but I, I would respect the Damian Pierce pick. But, I mean, I guess out of these four, I would play Devonta Smith. But that's just me. I guess since we do uh, we do rock the PPR scoring when we uh, factor these in, I would yeah, Devonta Smith is probably a better play then. All right, and I think we'll we've co- I think we've covered all the ones in the chat. Appreciate you boys coming out this morning and hanging with us live. I think it makes for a little bit better content. But all right, we've done the table and we picked what we pick. Um, <coughs> we picked Kittle for the table, then we did the ones in the chat. Um, all right, Josh, I think yeah. that's it for the start. Sit. Want to move into some fan duel fun real quick here, pal? Yeah, let's do it. All right, this week I like Amari Cooper at Atlanta uh, for only 75 hunch. He's been getting peppered with targets the last two weeks, and then I like Michael Gallup. Not because, I mean, he's coming off injury. This one's like you're at a budget. You need you need a really cheap receiver. Michael Gallup's only 6,000. He could be an absolute bust, but maybe he comes back and he has some really good chemistry with Cooper Cush. Who knows? So that one's more of a home run play, um, but that's kind of what you're doing in Daily Fantasy. You want you know, want the boom or bust, so I like Michael Gallup for 6,000. What do you like this week, Josh? Yeah, I've got uh, TJ Hockey Saki for uh, um, Detroit, the tight end for Brian. Um, they're going up against Seattle, whose defense is porous. Um, they don't have Amon Ra. They're down DeAndre Swift. So um, TJ Hawkinson's probably going to need the carries. A couple other receivers are banged up. I think Chark is questionable. Uh, but for 54 hunch, he's going to be a solid. Sorry, did you say something about a low price? 54 yes, hunch, Josh? Yeah. That's a low price. I know. <laughs> yep. So I, 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 I think that that's a, a solid tight end play there. Um, so yeah, that's uh, my that's my favorite at least. All right, I respect it. Um, so those are the FanDuel faves. What about the FanDuel bust of the week, Josh? I think for the third week in a third week out of four, I'm doing CMC versus Arizona. Um, obviously, he was on the injury report. Arizona's defense is pretty decent. Um, well, actually, I don't even know. I'm just making that up, but. Um, I don't know. I think that uh, Baker is kind of holding him back. He doesn't get the receptions that he usually does, so he doesn't get the receiving output. Um, so I think CMC is kind of a down a downer this week. Other um, other guys that I kind of thought of, um, 
as we're going through this. Um, completely forgot. So let's just stick. Oh, Devontae Adams is on that list going up against a tough defense, and Derek Carr apparently doesn't like him anymore. Um, oh, would no. rather try get, would rather try and get Darren Waller a catch instead of uh, the guy who can actually catch. So um, let's go. Let's go with CMC versus Arizona. He's eighty eight hundred. Jesus, that's a high price. Um, this one's going to be controversial. I know Audio Al's going to read me in the chat. I don't know how Walters or Eric's feel, but my fan duel bust of the week going against an undefeated defense. I got Jalen Hurts. He's costing us 86 hunch. He's been averaging 30 fantasy points per game. Jacksonville defense appears real. Jalen Hurts is, again, he's played the new, what is it, the New York Giants? The or No, he played the Detroit Lions, the Washington Commanders, and the Vikings. Um, and the Minnesota Vikings. Those could be the three worst defenses in the league through three weeks. Jalen Hurts will probably get 20 fantasy points, but do you want to pay 86 hunch for 20 fantasy points? I don't think so, so I am fading Jalen Hurts this weekend, at least in daily fantasy. I mean, people paid 8800 or whatever for Justin Jefferson to get two last week. You know what, Josh? What, why? What, who hurt you? Justin Jefferson last week. <laughs> Dude, you, my score was absolutely at the bottom. I, I scored. I didn't even break 50 points in the fan duel last week. That was absolutely depressing. Yeah. Oh, don't worry. Justin Jefferson was on my team, too. Okay, those were the fan duel faves and the fan duel bust of the week for some fan duel fun. Josh, what about some sleeper over and under contests? Who do you like this week um, for some free cash? Yeah, this week I've gotten two. Um, I'm going to try and go two for two again so I can retire next week again. Um, but I've got Jamal Williams with the over 16 and a half reception yards. Um, I logged on a sleeper. You know how it gives you the percentages of who's gone in that game and who's not? Since it's Saturday morning, probably not a lot of people have already logged in and done it. But you'd think sleeper being as popular as it is, there's quite a few people that still use it throughout the week. Um, he was at 100% over for the bet of 16 and a half yards. So okay. I'm going to, I would, I'd smash that one. Um, and then Travis Etienne with over 17.5. Um, I think the last two weeks or the two weeks that he's done well out of the backfield with catches. Yeah. He hasn't gotten a lot, but he's made, made it work. So I, I think that he's gotten over 17.5 in two of the three weeks. So I went with the over on that one. I mean, and if you, and if you think the Eagles, I know it was fading Etienne, but obviously the Jaguars, they blew out the Colt, the Colts, they beat them 24, nothing. And they blew out the chargers or yeah, they blew out the chargers last week. So they weren't down a lot. If you think the Eagles are as good as they are, the Jaguars should, in theory, be down, so ETN should have many more um, pass-catching opportunities. So I respect that there. To your point about everyone having 100% being over in Javante Williams, like, I, you saw me Jamal. go in because – oh, is that Jamal Williams? Yep. Either way, you saw me go in on the app. Like, I already put in and I locked in my bets because if, you know, the, these lines aren't static. These lines will continue to move. Like, let's say everyone keeps smashing the over. They'll increase it to 17, 18, 20 yards. So I went in there and I locked these bets in. Um, but I like Dalvin Cook over 82 all-purpose yards. I like TJ – well, I guess not all-purpose. It doesn't count return yards. But Dalvin Cook's not fucking returning the ball. Uh, TJ Hawkinson over 43.5. Again, we mentioned a lot of beat-up uh, pieces in that Detroit offense. Playing the Seattle defense, though, I like just and fields under 192.5 um, um, passing rush yards and like Romeo Dubs over 43.5 so that's who I like in sleeper this week uh, Josh yeah alright we have that's no that's a low price <laughs> here we'll, we'll hit it for you wow that's 
a low price. I did when I opened Sleeper this morning. It looks like there was a free ten dollars just to claim like free play. Like obviously you can't just withdraw it, but it was like free ten dollars of bets. So I don't know if you're in the over under contest. I don't know. I got free ten bucks. I assume other people will. Uh, no medical minute this week, Josh. But getting into the weekly preview, um, there's a lot of storylines. Um, we, we won't sit here and talk about it at length because we want to get out of here. You know, in roughly thirty minutes like we have been. But Tua is obviously the biggest story in football right now. Do you have any personal opinions on the Tua thing? I don't know. I think that uh, somebody posted some like uh, analysis on Reddit, and he's going to school for I don't know concussion physical therapy. I don't even know what he said, but yeah, and he uh, he was saying that, or he pulled out some of the wording that they used for the assessments on um, the NFL. And said that last Sunday against the Bills when he got hurt, he he should not have been allowed back in just solely on the fact that he was stumbling. Like, it didn't matter if he passed the concussion protocol, he should not have been allowed back in based on the wording that the NFL uses. Um, and so that should have been the first red flag that uh, Miami's cheating. Um, <laughs> and then uh, throughout the week, obviously, it wasn't the concussion protocol. Um it was a ne- a back and foot injury or whatever. I don't even know. Yeah, um, back leg. and ankle. Yep. Yeah, and so it's just okay. Um, then he comes in. Obviously, I mean, this hit was a lot more. It wasn't even a hit. It was more of a body slam. Was a little bit more vicious than <laughs> it was the first. Like a, week. It was a suplex. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, obviously, he had the fencing response. His hands were. Um, jet, like um, his hands looked messed up. Obviously, gr- they showed had, that replay too many times. And it was gross. Yeah, it, I'm trying to. I couldn't remember who had that happen to them last year, but yeah, the the fencing response is never a fun thing to see. Um, and then, you know, obviously he got carted off in the stretcher. He's home already, so I'm just waiting for you know Mike McDaniel to put him back in next week as a starter. <laughs> Jesus, I mean, yeah. I guess the only thing I think about it is that I'm not a doctor, and for everyone, uh, all these armchair neurologists, I guess, for them all to say, I mean, he was obviously concussed. I don't feel very comfortable saying that. Like, you can, based on what I know about concussions, which is very minimal. I mean, you could say, like, yeah, it looks like he got his bell rung, and the stumbling, the stumbling's not good. But also, like, getting a nerve pinched in your back, or like, let's say your ankle is hurt. Like, you could also stumble from that. So, like, like just a sharp pain shooting up your you know your body so i'm not confident in saying he was obviously concussed uh, the week before um and i also don't think there's some big conspiracy um but i don't know i guess i don't it's it's obviously yeah. it's gonna it's gonna be captured headlines for a while here but i'm not a doctor i'm not comfortable saying he was obviously concussed week two yeah no and that's that's a good point like if he did hurt his back or his ankle and then he just realized that after he stood up uh, but you know the one of the things on there was like the, not the, not. I'm trying to think. It, I mean, you know, the, some, the, the it, it shows disorient. Yeah, the word showing was, disorientation and things like that. And when he stood up, you could see that he like kind of shook his head as like shaking it off, trying to get his bearings. So obviously that should have been a red flag to pull him out for that reason. Then when he stumbled, you know, you'd think that keep him out because of that but um like you said maybe maybe he's not talking about it maybe you know if he had come out and said yeah um i felt a pinch in my back kind of took the foot or took my knees out um stumbled a little bit because of it it wasn't anything to do with the hit um maybe people would have a different reaction but we haven't heard anything from tua did he forget how to talk is that kind of something that happened but um 
until he says otherwise and even then we can't we got to take it all with a grain of salt like we usually do because um guys will guys will fudge the initial concussion protocol test i say that every year because i've taken that initial protocol test and so um people will people will go in there and go yeah i'm just gonna put my name down and then click 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 uh and not necessarily pay attention to questions because if they pass that uh threshold then they're declared good to go interesting okay well that's brutal um but yeah we've i know we've talked about cte and concussions before on the program so uh i was just curious what you thought on it obviously again it's the biggest topical thing in football for us not to touch it i think would be foolish but again like it's tough because the the there obviously is that independent neurologist and there are these team doctors and like for long term to his health like they would want they would want to pull him if necessary like i understand you can think short term we got to win this game but long term you don't want to lose the guy for the season um and also, it's like all the protocols can be in place, but if Tua, like, because players will lie, right? Because players don't want to get pulled. They'll be like, it's not, I didn't have a concussion. It's my back. It's my ankle. Like, players, I'm not, I'm not victim blaming here, but Tua could lie if he doesn't want to get pulled out of the game in theory, right? Like, it's possible. So, I don't know. I don't think it's this big conspiracy that the NFL or, you know, because the NFL and the NFL PA is involved too. But I don't know. We've rambled enough. We're already over 30 minutes. So, I just wanted to at least touch yeah. the Tua thing because everyone's talking about it. Um, yeah. And, and, um, Whitworth in the post game on uh, Thursday had said, you know, he had that same situation where he he was he got his bell rung and then he said he was fine. Um, he uh, stayed in the game and it wasn't, you know, and he could he knew that something was off and and so it it ended up being his like teammate, his right guard or left guard that said, you know what, this guy isn't good, take him out, please. Sure. Um, and so you know the team needs to kind of. You know, if the teammates didn't say anything, it's it's one, you know, maybe they didn't notice. But, you know, it, yeah, it's an interesting situation. And obviously we'll learn more as or hear more as time goes on. If he does go out there and start next week, I don't know how I'd feel because the brain is, I don't know if you know this, but it's pretty important for the human body. Um, and so also pretty fragile. having it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is literally just a blob of jelly, essentially. And it's encased in you know calcium and that's in milk and milk's a liquid so if so facto (laughs) but um it's a yeah interesting situation always sucks to see something like that happen never never fun especially when uh amazon prime decides to zoom in do the replay in slow-mo rewind slow-mo rewind they they showed that replay too many times yeah, so people are ripping prime on that just because of the the coverage of it. But people <laughs> yeah. want to see it. Yeah, it's it's one of those train wrecks. So yeah, right. well, it I, sucks. I will say I did reach out to Dr. Jamie Hammer. She's already covered concussions, um, so I don't know if she'll look into this. I don't know what her schedule looks like. We'll see if an actual medical doctor will come in and talk more about it, whether or not it's concussion specific, or like what, like if this was a back thing. You know, maybe she'll speak to that. I don't know. So I'm not saying Jamie will talk about it, but I have reached out to her. So we'll see. Maybe maybe on Tuesday we'll have something. Maybe not. But we're done talking about it. Uh, we're already way past time, Josh. But just quickly, Eagles and Jags. Who do we think? They're both undefeated. Who walks out remaining undefeated? I want to go with the Jags just because, but until somebody can stop Jalen Hurts, I'd go Eagles. Um, I'm hoping just for a good game and it's not going to be a lopsided, uneventful matchup. But um, yeah, I'd go with the Eagles just because um, they've... They, I mean, even if they're playing bad teams, they're they're brutalizing them. So Absolutely. I'd go with them. I, I agree with you. Jalen Hurts has to be stopped. We'll see if the Jags, who will be the realest defense they face so far, can do it. I think Buffalo, Bart- Buffalo and Baltimore will be a good game. Should be some high-flying offense there. Um, Brian Hoyer, Josh, the Packer going down to old Axel Hoyer. 
No. Um, no, hopefully not. But uh, <laughs> speaking of going down, I, I'm I'm warming up the chop block in our other guillotine league. Oh no! Without Amon Ross St. Brown, it's not looking so pretty. Because I'm not putting Allen Robinson back in my starting lineup. This is the week <laughs> that he's going off because of it. But just right drop him, pick up like Michael Gallup or some. For uh, well, I've got Garrett Wilson in, Romeo Dobbs, and George Pickens. Three rookie wide receivers taking up two of my wide receivers in my flex spot. So it's it's an interesting thing. All right. Well, good luck. Um, you've already you're already used to the chop block at this point, losing your head last week. But um, also the hood. I don't know. I don't know this last bullet point right here for our hood league. Only one undefeated team. Are they gonna? Yeah, who versus are they opponents. This week? Uh, they are playing Brad. Oh, okay. We'll see. Um, yeah, well, yeah. It is me, by the way. Oh no! <laughs> Good luck, Josh. Um, but that's all we got, folks. Uh, we've already gone well over. We try and keep it under thirty minutes, but we definitely had to cover the two a thing there. So we thank everyone for listening. We thank everyone for chatting along. Oh, Eric's is propping you up. He says he thinks Pickens will have a good week, so maybe you'll avoid the chopping block for one more week, Josh. But we've got the Discord. Uh, you can leave us voicemails. Dot that. Seems like voicemails are dead, but anchor.fm slash hoodpot slash message if anyone would like to leave us a voicemail. We will be back on Tuesday night for some rants and some raves. We got Vikings, 8.30 a.m. tomorrow morning. Get up and make some flapjacks and enjoy Kirk Tober um, dominating the Nolan Saints. And that's all I got. Josh, you want to head with the Go Packers here before we, uh, before we leave? Oh, Packers. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. Love you. Uh, technically. He's also lost the median, though. <coughs> Walters are just shocked because I'm 3 0 in the BS League, too. Oh, no. Yeah, I did my. Oh, that's. I wouldn't even get to cover it. If I can't turn my fantasy season around either this week or maybe next week, I might be dead in like six leagues. This is getting brutal. It's always next year. I guess, dude. Uh, but next I'm gonna fuck. Your second place finish. You're gonna get the old cream pie and BSB though, league, Josh. Hope you're ready for it. Yay. God. <laughs>